0: I'm Anthony William, Medical Medium. We're talking about gallbladder. We're talking about weight. We're talking about the gut. We're here at the Liver Rescue Webinar. This is amazing, the Liver Rescue Webinar. I'm so excited about this book. Now, I've always said I was excited about all the other books, Medical Medium, the original book, Secrets Behind Chronic Illness. I was excited about that one. I still am. I'm actually still excited about that book now, and <laughs> I'm excited about life-changing foods. I always go into life-changing foods. I always go in there. I always just go in there. I'm always in there. I, I was excited about um, thyroid healing, still excited about thyroid healing. I can't get enough of that book, and, but, but I, I'm extra, extra excited about Liver Rescue because I know when it's in your hands— you're you're gonna be surprised you're gonna be really surprised and and in these webinars, we can only cover like little little s- snippets little scraps of what's in there. It's a huge book, and we can only cover like little snippets little little you know little scraps of what's in there I know I know. I know. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. I want to cover a lot more, a lot more, a lot more. I just got to read that someone's like, no, no, we want more in these webinars. And I, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. We're going to listen. We're going to cover a lot today. We're going to cover a lot right now. I mean, we're going to do it. So, so what we're talking about, we're talking about the gut. We're talking about the gallbladder. That's really exciting. It's talking about the gallbladder. And we're going to talk about the gut, the gallbladder. We're going to talk about weight um as well. Uh and, and that's that's something that's always on everybody's mind. Like how do we how do we gain weight? How does that happen? Meaning how do we get overweight? And even how do we get underweight too? That's the whole thing too, but how do we get how do we get overweight? And that's that's something that's a concern for a lot of people. We walk around with unwanted pounds so easily on us. And that's something that we're gonna talk about too. So we're gonna we're gonna cut right into all of this. Thank you for being here at this webinar. I just want to thank you, and I'm honored. I want you to know that I'm, I'm, I'm extremely honored that you even, you know, signed up, and you're here right now, live, and and that matters to me. That matters to me that you're 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 committed because hey, you know, I wake up in the morning and I say I'm committed. I'm committed to everybody, and I want to make sure we get the answers we need. Uh, and, and get the direction we need. So let's just go right into it. Let's go right into it. I don't want you guys waiting for the information. Um, so let's start cutting right into it. What, what would you like to start with the gut? Let's just cover a little bit on the gut before we go into gallbladder. Gallbladders where we're going to be just breaking so much new ground, and the gut too. I mean, of course, of course, of course. Uh, everything Spirit and I, we do, is not out there yet. And when you get the liver rescue book in your hands and you start reading what's in there, it's undeniable that spirit has our backs. It's undeniable that medically spirit has our backs medically with the information. It's it it's just it blows my mind when I'm actually getting the information and I'm I'm writing it down as fast as I can hear it. It's incredible. Okay, so let's do this. Let's do this. So we're going to talk about the gut. What happens with the gut? Why do we have gut problems? Why is there gut issues? Why, what's going on with everybody? Why are we dealing with gut problems? We have a, a lot of different things going on in the gut. We have the first thing, the first line of defense for our intestinal tract, our, our, our colon, our stomach, our duodenum, different areas that are inside our gut. What, what, our first line of defense is our hydrochloric acid, sorry, HCL, And and our HCL is not just one gastric acid, and that's not just one gastric acid. When they when they when they um, when they took HCL and they said, "Okay, wait a minute," we singled HCL out. They didn't realize something that HCL is not just one component singled out. HCL is seven components, so it's seven said there's seven pieces seven parts to the to hydrochloric acid that's inside our stomach. This is this is even separate from just gastric acids in general that are produced by glands in the stomach. So so and 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 this is the hydrochloric acid is how we break down protein and believe it or not some fats too, some fats because what the industry believes the industry believes, is that hydrochloric acid only breaks down protein and that's all it does. No, 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 no. Hydrochloric acid even breaks down a little bit of fat and some other things too. It's really important to understand. The, the role of hydrochloric acid is critical. And you would probably think right now, like, why is he talking about HCL when we're dealing with the liver? A liver. Because the liver doesn't produce HCL. The liver's not producing hydrochloric acid, so why do we even care? Well, first of all, if you have a weak liver, your hydrochloric acid's going to burn out. It's going to burn out. Your stomach's going to lose its ability to create that strong, strong hydrochloric acid, that strong HCL, that strong gastric acid, and and that's a big piece of it so that's that's why i'm talking about it so when so our hydrochloric acid is one thing that happens if it's definitely not strong enough over the years things slip by bugs bugs that are in our intestinal tract originally even all the way from birth and that are sitting in there they can proliferate they can actually start to grow in colonies because hydrochloric acid is weakened. Now, if you're a scientist, you're going to say, well, okay, wait a minute, hydrochloric acid, that doesn't have anything to do with your colon and your small intestinal tract. Isn't that just stomach and maybe a little bit past the stomach? Maybe not. Isn't that just stomach? And no, hydrochloric acid has a, has, has, has a travel, it can actually travel. It has a it has a, a, a valuable nature to travel deeper. And that's just look, you have to understand one thing. Science and research doesn't really know a lot about our guts. I mean, surgeons know how to cut them out. And and that that's that's important in many cases, without a doubt. Without a doubt. But they don't know a lot about what's going on inside the intestinal tract or how HCL works or anything else. That's not studied. People think everything's like covered. Everything's studied. Everything's studied. And even if something was studied and researched, it doesn't even mean it was, it was done, uh, uh, done properly. It doesn't even mean if it was done correctly or there wasn't some biased nature to it or some, some kind of funding thing behind it or some kind of investors behind it. So people don't realize that they think everything's covered in health. Especially when you're like young and you're and, you, and say you're young and you haven't had too many things wrong with you, maybe you got a, a fever and a sore throat. You were thrown on some antibiotics, or maybe you went to college and you you felt under the weather and you had a cough because you picked up the flu and you were run down from staying up late all night and partying. And then next thing you know it, you're you know you're at the doctor's office and he's giving you penicillin and you're starting to recover and you feel better and you move past it and you're just pushing through and. And you don't think you think you think, and then you know you, whatever you're doing, and you just you just think that science and research has it all sewed up, big time, big time, all sewed up, as if as if you know all the things are discovered about our gut, all the things that are discovered about our gallbladder, all the things that are discovered by our liver. It's unbelievable the bubble or how we live and and that goes with people that are not even just young, people that are getting older, people that are older they don't even realize it. And maybe when they get sick and they travel around to doctor after doctor and they're realizing that their, their diagnoses were bogus labels to begin with and nobody really understands anything and they're told their body's attacking itself when it's not and, they, and then they want answers and then they go to different doctors everywhere and they're getting whatever and they're still not getting really the best answers they want and they're staying sick and then something inside of them says, hey, I want to push it further, I want to know further, I want to know more, I want to go more. And then they realize science and research knows jack. Jack Diddly, Jack Squat, Jack Rabbit knows nothing about so many things, especially in chronic illness. Knows nothing. Oh man, it's so sad. It's so sad. This is I'm not, and this isn't just I'm not not talking about the doctors. You guys know I love the doctors. What are you kidding? I mean, you know the whole bit and the nurses and doctors and the different practitioners and everything. I mean that's the whole thing, and we everybody, they they get up in the morning and they inherently want to help people and get them better. I told you about that in the last webinar. It's, it's so, so here's the deal. So when that HCL weakens, weakens, but you know, a poor diet could help weaken it, but stress can weaken it too. Lots of stress. So when we're running on adrenaline, our adrenals are pumping 24 seven. We're running on adrenaline. We're ups and downs. We got struggles in life. we got relationships that are, you know, things are happening in relationships. We're going up and down all of it. Our adrenals are pumping out. We're not eating at the right times. Our adrenals are pumping out a corrosive adrenaline fear-based adrenaline, all kinds of different adrenaline, adrenaline saturating the liver. It's weakening the liver. Once that w- liver starts to weaken, all of a sudden this HCL has to do more work because your bile's not doing it, the bile in the liver. And that's one thing. Also, the adrenaline could be surging, surging, the adrenaline surging, and it's it's weakening everything. like st- it's 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 hurting good bacteria in the intestinal tract. It's weakening the stomach because adrenaline gets into the stomach and it weakens the gastric glands and that even produce the HCL. And then that's also something that can happen too. So it's our adrenaline lifestyle that plays a big role in all of this as well. But it's more than that, more than just that, you guys. It's more than just that. We're eating the high-fat diets. Everybody's eating a high-fat diet, the whole bit. Someone said to me, well, I, I don't get it. You're anti-animal protein? What are you? Are you anti-vegan? What are you? I don't I don't get what you're doing. Someone said that to me. And I said, no, no, no. I'm, 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 um, it's not about being anti-anything. It's just about knowing the right information about what you need to do, what you don't need to do, and and for what condition you have, what you're dealing with, what kind of illness, what you're suffering from. Getting the answers for that, that's the first and foremost Getting the right information that's above all of the noise because there's nothing but noise and there's more noise now than there ever was before. Back, back years ago before the noise just, just rose. To, to. Let me tell you something. Conventional medicine loves that alternative medicine doesn't have the – they're not on the right track. They love it. They love it. Absolutely love it. The hierarchy loves it. The hierarchy of the medical world—they're just like let the let them all be on the wrong track. Let them just d- create those trends and follow those trends and those bogus studies and whatever they need to do. Let's just keep them, keep them on a on a on a goose chase. Uh, they love that. You know, it's not about it's not about being um, being anti this or anti that. It's about just knowing what you need to do to get better. And that's the critical piece of it. That's a huge critical part of it. And so I'm saying this because being low fat when you have conditions is, is actually critical. So it's not like I'm saying, hey, no, I mean, and somebody said, well, you're anti-animal protein, you're anti-vegan, you're anti-this, you're anti-that. They just missed the message completely. And I say, no, it's not, I'm, I'm not even anti-fats in the diet. But it's, you got to lower the fats if you want. To improve your conditions, you have to lower the fats. No matter what side of the world you're on, no matter what belief system you adopted for some reason, because you got some emotional connection to it, you're all into. You know, say you're all into like, you know, killing pasture, you know, raise, raise chickens and and on your farm, and and you feel like it's the cleanest, best chicken in the world. And if that's what you're connected to, and that's what you want to do, uh, that fine. But you got you got to watch that you don't overeat it. You got to watch that you're not eating it every day because. The fat in the chicken, no matter who, where, how, what, is going to bog down your liver. It's going to squash your liver. It's going to it's going to weaken your liver over the years. You're going to age faster. You're going to age faster. And the same thing with the same thing in the plant based movement. Plant based movement is the same thing. It's like, I see, I mean, you wouldn't believe how much almond butter people are dumping in their smoothies and coconut oil dumping in their smoothies. It's all about high fats in the plant-based movement. Mostly it's not about a lot of fruits. It's not about a lot of fruits. It's all in fact, everybody's anti-fruit. Even the vegans are anti-fruit. I'm just telling you guys, maybe you guys aren't, but I'm just saying they're just anti-fruit. It's unbelievable. And it's all about, it's all about fats and you're just going to age yourself. Even on a plant-based diet, you're still going to, you just all the, all those fats, going to be dumping into your liver weakening your liver and guess what you weaken the liver you weaken the gallbladder you weaken your bile reserves to your bile production and then the bile production you know it gets less what happens is if your bile is it, it if your bile is actually weakened it goes it can you hear my accent yet can you hear my accent from where I come from? Because when I say bile, it just sounds strange. <laughs> when you go, I notice that. <laughs> and what happens is when when the bile reserves are weakened and the production is weakened, what happens is that it's not dispersing and breaking down fat. So what happens is if you're eating, you're eating a, a high-fat diet, because everybody's eating a high-fat diet, everybody's eating a high-fat diet, everybody, almost every single person. And when you're doing that, and your 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 liver's heating up and it's you're getting so much liver heat you're getting so much liver heat you know it's amazing what happens you can go to uh you can go to uh, uh an acupuncturist or you can go to somebody who specializes in chinese medicine or or, or anybody like that you can go to them and and what you'll get out of them is something really cool, something really cool, and I I love it. You'll get liver heat. I mean, you'll get that diagnosis of liver heat, and and that's I I love that because they're right. But then they'll recommend foods that still heat up your liver more. <laughs> heat up your it's not their fault. It's not their fault. I, I love everybody in tree. And, You know what happens is, look, I I. Look, I always say the functional medicine doctors put people on all these high-fat diets, uh, you know, the same thing. You go to an acupuncturist and they find your liver heat, they're still going to take you off of carbohydrates. They're still going to take you off of, of healthy carbohydrates. They're going to still take you off of fruit, and they're going to put you on a high-fat diet, whatever side of the aisle they're on, even if they're plant-based. you go to, You go to somebody in Chinese medicine and they're plant-based. They're still going to put you on a high fat diet. You go to some of the Chinese medicine. They're still and they're 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 into animal protein. They're going to throw you on a high fat diet. You go to functional medicine doctor. He's going to throw you on a high fat diet, whether the functional medicine doctor is plant based or or vegetarian or or on the uh, high protein animal side, paleo, whatever it is. And so, you know, it, it, you're going to get that from from all modalities. Same thing with massage therapists. You go to massage therapist. A massage therapist is doing this, you know, amazing work, just like an acupuncturist doing work, just like a functional medicine do, doctor is doing amazing work. Everybody's doing, you know, they're all working hard. They're all working hard, doing amazing work, and they're helping the patients in different ways because there's all kinds of ways you can help your patients with all kinds of different advice and caring and compassion, and it's all there. And then even, you know, you're, you're even at your massage therapist, your massage therapist is like, oh, you got to, you know, you you got sugar pouring out of your skin, and you need to, you got too many sugars, you got to, you got to get the carbohydrates down. you got to get rid of all the sugars, you got to stay away from fruit, you got candida, I sense you have candida, I sense you have candida, and that's just, that's not how it works, you got to lower the fats. That's that's the key thing with the liver. And I'm going to talk about why lowering the fats is so important. Because you heat the liver up more than ever before. Like the the heating of the liver happens more than ever before each year, meaning each year more heat occurs inside the liver. As you're getting older and the high fat diet is happening, the more heat is actually occurring inside the liver. That's when it's a disaster, and even when you go to the Chinese doctors, and you go to Chinese medicine doctors, and you go to um, and you go to the acupuncturists and you would all that are all based upon Chinese medicine, whether it's you know whether it's more conventional Chinese medicine or the ancient Chinese medicine and more traditional. However you want to however you want to place it, when you go when you go there, they'll be like the liver heat. They'll they'll see the liver heat. And of course, they'll be like, oh, there's dampness too, but they'll see the liver heat and they'll be like, whoa, 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 you know, and I got a, a, I got a really good friend who's an acupuncturist and, 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 and she's just like, the, the, the liver heat I run across, she's like, A.W., the liver heat I run across all the time is unbelievable, unbelievable. I know this other Chinese medicine doctor. is actually a, a famous guy, a famous guy in 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 um, in China. And and but right now he works in he works in Thailand. And he's and he's and he tells me he says the liver heat that's pouring in, it's pouring in like the people in droves. Well, I said you gotta you gotta you gotta lower their fats a little bit. Put them on yams. Put them on just yams and see what happens. Put them on yams, and. And he he put his patients just on yams, for a while, and and he noticed the liver heat was going down. He noticed when he was working on them, the liver heat was dropping, and the dampness was even backing down. The dampness. So, it's it's the fats that actually play this massive role. But it's like that in every modality there is. But the but 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 the other the other modalities don't really understand liver heat. But it, it's like this in every every modality. So, what happens when that liver heats up? what happens it heats up it starts to burn up it starts to weaken it starts to get t- more toxic and our livers are already burdened with tremendous amounts of toxins just all kinds of different things you're going to find a chapter in liver rescue that's going to blow your socks off it's going to blow your mind i'm serious about this the chapter in liver rescue is called like troublemakers. I think that's what it's called, troublemakers. Liver troublemakers. Liver troublemakers are the amount of different poisons and toxins that we're up against, and what levels they sit inside the liver. That alone creates a tremendous amount of liver heat. That alone does. But all those toxins they can help weaken the liver. And then when you're on the high fat diet, no matter what it is, if you're vegetarian, you're eating too many eggs. And, you know, right now there's a, there's a lot of different people. They don't really have a belief system. They're just waifing back and forth on all the different diets. They're like, okay, I'll go eat vegan one day or go, I'll go eat plant-based one day. And, oh, wait a minute, I'll just, you know, have a chicken salad here. Oh, wait a minute, I'll have eggs. I'll have, you know, eggs here. But I like to eat healthy, all in moderation. And they do this whole thing. And But what happens is, is that, you know, at the same time, no matter what or where they are, they're, they're doing like they're doing high fat. Oh, wait a minute. I kind of like the, I kind of like the high protein diet. Oh, wait a minute. I kind of like the Mediterranean diet, the old Mediterranean diet. Wait a minute. I kind of like, you know, eating for, you know, my blood. Oh no, wait a minute. I kind of like, and but yeah, guess what? It's all high fat. It's, that's what it is. It's all high fat. So, what constitutes is the like uh, being high fat meaning a big majority of your foods have contained fat in them versus eating more things like more fruits, eating things like more fruits, more leafy greens, um, you know more steamed vegetables if you 're raw you don 't have to do steamed vegetables more potatoes, more sweet potatoes, and if you 're raw you just do, you 're doing more bananas you 're doing more bananas if you 're raw so it 's like that if you 're not raw then it 's just more sweet potatoes things like that so and, and it depends on who, what people like too, what everybody de- likes in different things. Like winter squash is a really amazing food. It's got no fat in it. Winter squash is an incredible, credible, amazing, clean carbohydrate that restores the liver. And it, it, it lowers the heat levels of the liver. There's healthy heat levels of our liver, but you, you want to lower the unhealthy heat, le- heat levels of our liver. Why do I, Why do I care about all this? Why do I even care? Because when that liver gets overheated, it gets bogged down by too many fats. It can't produce the bile it needs to produce. The bile won't break down the fats you're eating anymore. The fats sit there and they cling to everything in the intestinal tract. They cling to the the walls of the intestinal tract. They cling to the walls of the colon. They cling to everything in the the gut. And guess what loves fats in the gut? Guess what loves all those fats? Everything that's not a good biotic. Everything that is bad. Every kind of microorganism. Organism that's in the gut, C. diff, everything, staph, strep, E. coli, C. diff, everything in there that, that just loves to thrive, bad fungus. I'm not talking about candida. That's the good fungus. If that blows your mind right there, you just got to get book one, get medical medium book one, learn about Learn about candida, maybe get the candida radio show, whatever it is. Just don't, you know, just don't, don't freak out when you hear that. Candida is actually a good fungus. It actually protects us. It eats all of the bad food we eat. It works on eating the bad fats we eat. So it may rise up in its colonies. And then what happens is practitioners get totally confused. So they think you need an anti-candida cleanse and they end up hurting you by trying to kill your candida that you can't, you got to be very cautious with that whole thing. Candida is actually the one that works for you, but these these bad funguses that aren't candida, like the bad ones that sit inside of us. So that sits there and proliferates. That sits there and grows. It hides underneath the fat layers that cling to the walls. You know, did you ever hear about that whole thing where there's like some kind of plaque on the inside of the intestinal tract linings? It's not really a plaque on the inside, it, but there is like a type of film a thick skin that's you could call it a plaque if you want, but it's it's really made out of just putrefied hardened fat, and that sits inside our linings of the gut and, and it hides and harbors everything so what happens is your liver's weak, then the bile is definitely it's not it's it, it's not being produced at the level it needs to be produced it's not being it's not it's not breaking down it's not going into the duodenum small intestine breaking down all those fats dispersing those fats so then what happens those fats build up build up build up build up and they give us SIBO in the end which is strepococcal which is strep SIBO people don't even know what that is I mean because they're just like oh well small intestinal uh, overgrowth bacterial overgrowth um, you know, that, that's, that's, that must be what, you know, that must just be a bunch of bacteria. Go to the doctor, get an antibiotic, maybe I'll do something natural. But what happens is they don't realize that that's strep you're dealing with. That's what SIBO really is. It's it's the elevation of strep. That's the one bacteria that likes to elevate in the gut and elevate in the gut and just get nasty. Elevate and saturates the liver and gets nasty and then it runs right through the lymphatic system. Then it ends up in your skin, you know, causing acne left and right and everything like that. And that's what strep does. It causes a bunch of other problems too. It's it can it, you know, the UTIs. And in the liver book, I put a whole bunch of dosages of supplements for all the UTIs. And, and and dosages and dosages for all kinds of different things for strep and everything else, you know, I have in the liver book. Um so really people have, you know, that direction they need no matter what. So okay, okay, so let's let's get through this a little bit. You're you're hanging with me, get some herbal tea going and and we'll get through this. So then all those fats that they, they don't get dispersed properly, they don't get broken down properly. We're on this high fat diet, our liver's weakening by the day. What happens? Our hydrochloric acid has to be overproduced. It needs to be overproduced. Then gastric glands are overproducing HCl's overproducing. You know why? Because it's trying to actually break down fats, which it doesn't have a main role of doing. It's a protein breaker downer, and now it's got to break down fats. That's what it has to do. So now it's focused on that. So th- so basically, your stomach's focused on that, and when it's doing that, it weakens weakens fast so hcl drops and diminishes quickly and if you're under stress if you're under emotional challenges you know in life some kind of you know confrontation any kind of thing maybe maybe somebody's backstabbing you maybe somebody's talking about you at work maybe whatever it is and it's just eating your brain up and you're going through a lot of trouble whatever it could be in life divorce any kind of hardship and then whatever's going on you got the adrenaline pumping that's pumping all the time That's not helping the stomach and that's not helping the intestinal lining. That's not helping the liver. The liver has to suck up all that adrenaline so it weakens a little bit more and that's how we end up gaining weight. That's how we end up gaining weight. It's one way how we gain weight. Hydrochloric acid diminishes, then what happens? It's not killing bugs. Your HCL is designed to kill bugs. So when you're in a restaurant... And and someone's sweating in your dish as they're making it. You know, I don't know if you guys know that's what happens in the kitchen. But everybody's pouring sweat off their heads in the kitchen and in, in the restaurants. Like they, 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 they don't air condition most of the kitchens in the restaurants. They're trying to save a penny. So they make their chefs stay drenched in sweat and so what happens is and it's if I, I'm not talking about just I'm not talking about crap restaurants I'm talking about five star restaurants doesn't matter and, and 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 they're making your dish and literally sweat drops are just pounding into that dish pouring into that dish and then even when that dish is off the griddle, it's off the pan, and it's whether it's a vegan dish, whether it's an animal product dish, and then it gets plated. When it's being plated, and they're putting that little piece of parsley on top, and they're putting that little piece of chive, sweat is dripping on top of that plate. What's in that sweat? Epstein bars, cytomegalovirus, um, strep. Um, oh my god! That you know, staff. Um, anything, anything. Anything, and if you're, and if you, if you know anything about Lyme bacteria, which is actually basically harmless, Borrelia's popping in there. You know, Babesia, the parasite Babesia, can pop in there right, real easily, right in there. I mean, if you're worried about HIV, it's anything, anything. You you know, you can anything can can come out into sweat to that degree, to that amount of sweat, because they're constantly wiping the sweat and scratching themselves too. Because you're scratching, you're scratching your forehead with your, with your chef's jacket. I've seen this happen, all this kind of stuff. What I'm saying is there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you don't, it's not that you can't go out and have food and whatnot. It's just that you need your hydrochloric acid working. That's what it's there for. It's there to kill anything. It's there to kill any bugs. It's there to kill, it's there to kill um, any kind of critters. It's there to kill the flu virus so it's there to kill the flu virus so if you're you know this is just an example and no matter what you do and that's the whole point is because things enter our mouth all the time all the time constantly hop on a plane flight and you're just you know your fingers in your mouth for a second you know you're whatever you're eating some potato chips and you know you got you know you got tuberculosis on your hand from picking it up off the plane seat and you're just it it what happens is you have MRSA on your hands. Your, stu- your, your hydrochloric acid is there to kill the pathogen. You know what else is there to kill the pathogen when the hydrochloric acid is, it fails or it bypasses the hydrochloric acid? Your bile. Your bile's there to kill the pathogen too. It's a pathogen killer. It's a pathogen killer. It can't kill good bacteria in your gut. It can't kill good microorganisms in your gut, but it kills the crap out of those bad bugs, all those bad bugs, you can get in so many different ways so easily, easily. So it's, you know, this is this is important to know. All this is important to know. And um, so the bottom line is you want your hydrochloric acid strong. You want your bile strong in your liver. You want those strong. What that does is it stops disease from occurring in your gut. So, it, so whatever the fear is that people have, whether it's SIBO, whether it's Candida, whether it's inflammation, whether it's Crohn's colitis, whether it's celiac, whatever it is, those are all pathogen based. Everything in the intestinal tract, whether it's cancer in the colon, everything's pathogen based. There, cancer in the colon—that's Epstein. That's a certain variety of Epstein Barr. This is all. This is all, unless somebody's been eating asbestos or something. But that's a whole different ballpark. That's a whole different ballpark. If they've been eating asbestos somehow and they got asbestos asbestos cancer. That's, that's not a pathogen-based cancer. It's an example of a non-pathogen-based cancer. But it's like, it, it, so what happens is to get our gut strong, we want to take care of our liver. We want to take care of our liver. That's what we want to do. You take care of your liver, your HCL builds up. You drink your celery juice, you build up your liver, and your HCL builds up. You drink your celery juice, your hydrochloric acid gets stronger, your liver gets stronger. This is what happens. I know I just said that, but in a different way. But the bottom line is, is, is that's what you're looking to do. So, um, so there's a big fear about candida. That's a big fear. It's been, it used to be the big one. Now it's moved up to SIBO. So now, you know, because guess what? Candida wasn't the problem this whole time. You know, you know, what's interesting is a mistake can be made for 30 years and still, and still stick around though. A mistake can be made for 30 years. I mean, I've always known that candida was a huge mistake. Because candida is there to protect you. What it does is candida. Just for the record, since we're talking about gut for a little bit, candida is how we actually transfer and absorb nutrients from our food. You get rid of your candida, you go so malabsorbed. It's just so much so wrong. You can go. You can go into such a wrong direction. It's insane. And I've always known that. And I've watched it be a disaster for decades. Okay. Now, even though they everybody still thinks candida is bad, they're they're not talking about candida anymore for some reason, because they, they because it was already a thirty year mistake. Now they're on to sibo. Now they're on to oh um, bacteria overgrowth. Oh, oh. So you mean there was no bacteria overgrowth years ago, decades ago? You mean there was no bacteria overgrowth two, twenty years ago? You mean it was just candida? Oh, you mean bacterial overgrowth is just something that's brand new now? No, because it was never candida as the problem to begin with. It was bacterial overgrowth 20 years ago, 30 years ago. That's the whole point 40 years ago. It was bacterial overgrowth. But they still don't have it right. They don't know what kind of bacteria it is. It's always been strep. It's been antibiotic-driven strep always been antibiotic-driven strep that's what it's always been causing so many gut problems and then colitis is different that's shingles in the in the intestinal tract lining you guys know that you've if you've read my books listen to radio shows you know that shingles in the intestinal tract lining but so when it comes down to gut problems okay we can get that inflammation in there being inflamed in all kinds of different areas we got fats that are actually stuck to the walls of the intestinal tract and the linings. We're eating, you know, processed food in and out of it all. And even if you don't eat processed foods and you think you're eating healthy and you think you got it all sewed up, you don't. If the fats are too high, you don't. You, have it, you don't have it all sewed up. And if you think your high-protein diet has no fat in it, you're wrong. That's, what, that's, that's where you get your fat, from high protein. So, it, so you have all that, and then you got bacteria growing in different places, random places, and then you can easily pick up a bug. I mean, that's not hard at all, like I said. I mean, I'm just I'll just give you one example of picking up a bug, going to a restaurant. just one tiny example of picking up a bug, not to mention somebody that's handling the money in a restaurant, so you can you can go to a restaurant where they're handling the food and the money at the same time. I mean, that how many years has that happened, and now they're trying to separate that in restaurants. they got someone just handling money. They got someone just at the at the cat at, the, at the, you know at the cashier section. And then, you know, so they separated that at least in some places. But you can, that's just one place you can get a bug. That's not bathrooms. That's not door handles and then rubbing your eye. That's not medical things that are given to us that can easily give us bugs. Use your imagination. Um, that's an easy one if you can use your imagination there. It, it It's like you can get the bugs from every place. And anyhow, so... Hey, yeah, they can get into our intestinal tract. We got low HCL, they can get in there. Yeah, they can sit behind the fats in the walls of the intestinal tract. They can proliferate. They can grow. It causes your candida to grow because of it, because your candida is trying to save your life, trying to help you, is trying to protect you, and and all of that. And yeah, you can be off processed foods, and you can be on a cleaner diet, and it does help. They all help. All the diets help, even the stupid ones. Even the stupid ones are absolutely ridiculous help to a certain point, because it gets people off of, you know, it gets them off of garbage. Cookies, cakes, donuts, whatever, it gets them off of that. But it also makes them fruit-fear and sugar-feared. It makes them so in fear of what they're supposed to have. It makes them in fear of a potato, thinking a potato's going to feed something bad. No, a potato actually helps get rid of bacteria. Bananas get rid of bacteria in the gut. These are foods that actually get rid of bacteria. A fig can get rid of bacteria in the gut. That's how you destroy bacteria. That's how you get rid of it. That's how you get inflammation down in your intestinal tracks by actually eating potatoes. And then drinking the celery juice and doing the heavy metal detox smoothies to get rid of heavy metals out of the intestinal linings and out of the liver. All that helps. And then lowering the fat so that your guts can get better. This is basic stuff. I'm just giving you basic stuff from from Medical Medium 101, basic stuff on that level because I've been talking about that so long, about the heavy metal detox, about the celery juice, about the, the, the elevated fats. But let me give you some fun stuff right now. Let's talk about the gallbladder. You wanna be you you want you wanna be mind blown because I was mind blown from spirit about the gallbladder. You know, part of me didn't want to write about the gallbladder and, and live a rescue because um because you know I was like, oh, do I really have to go into the gallbladder? Can't I just keep it simple? And just be like, okay, the gallbladder's got gallstones. Uh, okay, spirit, you got anything about the gallstones? No, 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 no. Spirit just let it rip. And I had, I had to bear it. I just had to bear it. And I had to get that information down. And you know what? I was so happy I did it because the information was so mind-blowing about it. First of all, you hear about liver stones. You guys hear about liver stones, doing liver flushes and liver stones? First of all, I need to clear the record about that liver stone thing. This has to be cleared. Now, I know it gets practitioners or some doctors upset that believe in liver stones. I know it gets them upset. But it, you got to actually, you got to bite the bullet sometimes for the sake of your people and the sake of healing people. And you got to know when you're wrong. You got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to walk away. You got to know when to run. You got to, whatever it is, you know the song, right? You got to, you got to know when you're wrong. You just do, and you have to move past it. You have to take the hit and move past it. You can't cling on to something like a candida cleanse, thinking even I mean, you can't, when you find out the truth, you can't cling on to something because you've been doing it all this time. You got to chalk, chalk it up. You got to man up. You just have to man up. That's it. And with the liver stone thing, this is a place where practitioners need to man up a little bit. The liver doesn't produce stones. Number one, the liver does not produce stones. Very important to know. Critical piece of information to know. The liver cannot produce a stone. That's what that's that's how it works. First of all, the bile ducts that come from the liver, the paddock ducts, they're not wide. They're not wide. They're really, really small, the ones that are inside the liver, leading out the liver. A liver stone could not be formed. And there, there, at, there would be thousands upon thousands, globally, millions of people, globally, getting their, their livers cut wide open and stones being removed from liver ducts internally. It doesn't happen. It does not exist I'm telling you right now, don't get that confused with the gallbladder stone, a gallstone. So when you hear about, when you hear about liver flushes, liver stones, wrong, wrong, wrong. Myth completely debunked in liver rescue. You have to know the truth. You just have to. So here's how it works. You get this bilirubin because still gallstone, gallbladder stones are made of a bilirubin. It's, you know, the red blood cells. The liver's detoxing. Lots of red blood cells. They're dying. They're detoxing, and uh, you guys know that. You probably know this. That part, Billy Rubin, and then the and then the stones can be formed. Then you got cholesterol stones too, and they get formed. But how do they get formed? What happens? They don't get formed inside the liver. There's no liver stones. People are doing liver flushes to try to get liver stones. Like, look at all these liver stones. No. That's not how it works. And and, and and I can go into that a little bit too about the gallbladder flushes, but that, this is a little different than the liver. I mean the liver flushes as I'm talking about this now. So here's how it works. The liver is so hot in general, and when it gets toxic, it gets hotter. So I talked about the liver heat, right? I talked about the liver heat. And that liver heat, it, that liver just cranks up, cranks up, cranks up, and, you know, we get, it gets more sluggish. We're eating high-fat diets. The liver's cranking its heat up at different times. We're getting that liver heat constantly. We're also under a lot of stress. We're under a lot of adrenaline. Adrenaline really heats up. Adrenaline's like gasoline to the liver fire, totally making the liver even more heated up, more cranked up, more heated up, okay? And guess what happens? You know that bilirubin? That bilirubin and toxins in the liver, they mix they mix. So the bilirubin, cholesterol, the toxins in the liver, they mix. That's what happens. They mix together in a highly toxic liver. Solvents, heavy metals, pesticides, um, oh my God, whatever. Just so many different poisons. Pharmaceuticals, you know, drugs, whatever, recreational at one time in life, cigarette smoke, whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. You can be breathing in air fresheners, plug-in air fresheners, car air fresheners, you name it, fungicides on clothes, everything. It's all in there and it starts to mix. And it's not only that, the liver has all these poisons and all these toxins. It's harbored from the past, from past generations of your family, going all the way back to the DDT day. I talked about it all the way before DDT, all the way back to the early 1800s. You have toxins and poisons in your liver from the 1800s. Newsflash. I know. I know. I know, you know, when spirit tells me about this, it's incredible because, you know, sometimes I just don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to know too much. It doesn't matter because spirit will tell me anyway and I'll end up knowing it anyway, because then you guys end up knowing too much. That's the whole point. Someone said, well, you think you're Mr. Big Man, you know so much. I said, no, you know what it is? It's the people that learn from me. They know so much. They know so much. If you're going to call me big man, call them big too. Because <laughs> they're, they're learning it all, too, from spirit. They're learning it all from spirit, just like I am. It's, it's all the same, and they're, they're learning it, too. So then call us all big man, okay? They call us all Mr. Big Man for knowing so much. You know, it's incredible how people just don't understand, you know, how things work. You guys are getting the information. You guys are learning it. You guys are actually being empowered. You guys are strengthening from the information. It's, and That's the whole point, so when I hear from spirit, I'm like, oh my God, I just don't want to know about this. This is actually getting scary. And then I realize you guys have to know. So I just, it doesn't matter. I always have to, I always have to learn. So you guys learn. And so the bottom line is, is that we have toxins. We have sludge. We have toxins inside the liver that are from the 1800s. We have toxins inside the liver from when the industrial revolution started in the late 1700s. We have different chemical compounds and poisons in there in homeopathic forms passed down from generation to generation to generation to generation to generation and then we collect more. We're getting preservatives in our food. We're eating junk and garbage when we're kids. We're still eating garbage when we're adults. We're getting new preservatives. We're getting different forms of MSG. We're getting everything under the sun, pharmaceutical nightmare concoctions. We're getting all these different things, and it's compiling with the junk and the garbage and the troublemakers from the past. It's getting compiled with chemicals that were burned and floated in the air from the industrial revolutions of of the 1800s. And then we have heavy metals in our livers. They go all the way back a 1,000 years, 1,500 years, 2,000 years. We have traces of mercury 2,000 years old sitting inside our liver. And all of it, and when you're eating that high-fat that, that high diet, and the liver's heating up and heating up I almost swore for a second, and then it didn't go by the way. Was, I don't know how I, I, I don't know how I stopped that. And, and, and when it's heating up, it's heating up and it's heating up. All right? <laughs> what happens is the liver heat makes like a cauldron. A cauldron, like a, like a, like a, a, a witch's cauldron. The liver created creating that heat. There's like a cauldron brewing, of of ancient history, ancient history. Maybe that's why I'm talking about that stuff from the past too, because I'm talking about his ancient history. And there's this, and 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 what's happening is you got all those all those things I mentioned. Everything from new things we're exposed to today to the industrial revolution of the chemicals that were floating around then too, all of it in our system. When you put it all together in the chemical companies of today and the stuff being dropped out of the sky and the chemical companies that are actually spraying things every, every day on people's lawns and all the different pesticides and herbicides that's being sprayed everywhere in the air and all the different fungicides everywhere that's being sprayed and, and, and laced everywhere purposely to make us sick and the air fresheners that are laced with fungicide, you stick those air fresheners in the walls and you plug those babies in, fungicides are pouring out of them pouring out of them into your lungs and into your liver. And all that's going in the liver, what happens? It mixes with bilirubin. It mixes with the bilirubin. Yes, it mixes with your red blood cells, your old toxic red blood cells. That's one thing. And guess what? That solution gets peed up, right up that duct, right up the hepatic duct, that bile duct out of the liver. Not in a stone form. Not in a liver stone form. My God, it makes me want to bang my head against the desk when I see what's going on in alternative medicine and how nobody knows really much of anything. It still hurts. It still hurts. I said to Spirit, it hurt, it hurt 10, 20 years ago. It hurt 25 years ago. It hurt 30 years ago. And Spirit said, don't worry, it's going to hurt more later. And it, it's true. It does hurt more now. It does hurt more now than ever before. There's no liver stone flush. There's no liver stones. Unbelievable. And, and and if someone's wrong about it, just 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 hey, just man up and learn the truth. Anyway, so the bottom line is I know I'm harsh, I know I'm harsh, you guys, sarcastically harsh. The bottom line is that gunk gets thrown up, it's mixed in that cauldron of heat in the liver, and it gets pushed up, thrown up, right up, like heading up that bile hepatic duct into your gallbladder. And guess what? your gallbladder is freezing cold. It's not freezing cold, but it's cold. The hotter your liver gets from toxicity, including viruses. I forgot to even throw all the viruses in there. You've got all the viruses creating all the neurotoxins, all the viruses creating all the dermatoxins, all inside the liver. And all that byproduct and viral byproduct causes liver heat too, tremendous amounts of liver heat. And those viruses are feeding off of all those industrial chemicals going back all the way years and years and years and centuries ago that have been passed down, including, the chemicals we have now and that's all in the liver happening and then it gets it gets mixed with the bilirubin gets mixed with red blood cells it gets thrown into the gallbladder and it sits in there and it cools it cools because it was just forged you have to know how it works it was forged in the liver research and science won't go near this meaning they won't discover this for another two hundred years another 200 years at all, maybe even long. I'll tell you why they can't discover it because if they were, if they did an analysis on the sludge inside our gallbladders, if they did an analysis, the amount of energy time and money would take to separate the chemicals of the past and the present and how our livers are being destroyed and how our gallbladders are being destroyed. And how our bodies are being in, affected by all these chemical companies, it would be unbelievable. Literally all the chemical companies would go bankrupt. There'd be like trillion-dollar lawsuits, class-action lawsuits. The medical industry would even be in trouble. No one wants to know what sits inside a gallbladder. Never mind how a gallstone even forms. Nobody still to this day knows how, to, how a gallbladder forms. So here's what happens, because your liver' so darn hot. Your gallbladder has to stay cooler. It's a method that occurs. There's a thin lining of fluid the science of research has not figured out or found yet. The spirit has taught me about that resides around the gallbladder as it's tucked underneath the liver there. And that thin layer of fluid, like a film, keeps the gallbladder cooler than the liver is. The liver gets hotter, hotter. The gallbladder has to stay cooler. And because of that, that molten lava of gunk coming out of the liver, not liver stones, that's not how it works, the molten lava that's coming out of the liver mixed with the, mixed with the red blood cells, the bilirubin, or mixed with cholesterol, enters into the gallbladder, sits there as a pile of sludge, and cools down rapidly like you're forging steel, and there you got your Billy Rubin stone, baby. You got your Billy Rubin stone right there. There you got your cholesterol stone, baby. There you got your cholesterol stone. It's right there, forming, formed. And then we got stone problems. And then we try to do gallbladder flushes. And guess what? We end up running to the hospital because we flush a big stone, a big stone right in the duct, and now we're now we're screwed. Instead of doing celery juice and, eating, and drinking lots of lemon water and eating lots of fruit to dissolve our stones because we're afraid of fruit, the very thing that dissolves stones, celery juice can literally rip apart a stone over time right in the gallbladder, start breaking it down. That's what it could do. It's got cluster salts, undiscovered by science research. I actually explain them more than ever before in Liver Rescue. You guys are going to be so happy about what I did with Liver Rescue. So you're going to know what's in celery more so than ever before, ever before. Because there's always more information I could get from spirit. It's just, it's how much can I get before my head explodes? So I just, I just have to kind of osmosis it, like osmosis. (laughs) I got to kind of like do this carefully. So I kind of sustain myself. (laughs) And so, so that's how it works. And so in that sludge in your gallbladder is a story to tell. Your stones can form, the sludge is there. You know, and nobody wants to know what that sludge is. Nobody wants to know anything like that. So, okay, we covered HCl, hydrochloric acid a little bit. The seven blend is interesting because the seven blend is like a killer to pathogens and bugs like food poisoning bugs. I want to talk about food poisoning. When you get food poisoning, it can actually scar up the lining of a gallbladder, making little divots and pits so that when strep gets into the gallbladder, it can make homes, causing a gallbladder infection, which is different than a gallstone. And that's when you, you know, and and listen, I have all the answers in liver rescue on how to deal with all this stuff. So we talked about the the food poisoning just now, talked about strep and SIBO a little bit, talked about the gallbladder, stones. The stones are decoys from the sludge. So you just got to know how science and research works. Not doctors, I'm talking about science and research. Science and research works where they like us just, you know, dealing with or are focused on the stones inside of a gallbladder. Because it keeps our eyes off the ball. It keeps our young scientists from wanting to know what's inside the sludge. So they they're wanting to know what's inside the sludge. You know, I, I, I know a surgeon that you know takes out gallbladders. And he told me, he said, he said, I, he said, "I know there's stuff inside there that should be under a microscope, and there should be like there should be like 50 million dollars you know, you know de- uh, dedicated." funded just to see what's inside there so then we can actually say oh my god what have we done wrong you know what happens is that that um that sludge no one wants to look in they don't want to see that dirty laundry no one wants to see that dirty business so the stones are the decoys so we're supposed to be like decoy you know like when you're hunting and the decoy ducks it's kind of like that you know we're supposed to we're supposed to swim. We're a little duck and we're supposed to swim up against a fake wooden duck that's kind of floating there. Why some guys in in the bushes like squeaking a, 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 you know, a duck whistle, honking a duck whistle, a duck, you know. and And we're supposed to like kind of like cuddle up next to a wooden decoy and then get shot because – that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to think that these stones, were supposed to be de- it's supposed to be the decoy. We're supposed to be like thinking like, oh, those stones are everything. It's just, a, okay, yeah, no, they got it all sewed up. Science and research knows everything about the gallbladder. Oh, science and research knows everything about gallstones. Oh, let's just, let's just cuddle up next to these stones in the gallbladder. Let's just cuddle up next to them and get comfortable with them because, yeah, we figured out everything. We know everything about everything. Let's just cuddle up here and get shot. Because that's, that's what science and research does. Um, okay. So, all right. All right. I know I'm in one of those moods. So we got the forming the gallstones. We got the, we got the biliary room. We got the cholesterol stones. They covered that. The, the, you know, that's awesome. Cover the liver heat. That's what I like about it. that's. A, you know, people say, Hey, you don't even like, you don't talk about Chinese medicine. You don't even like, you, you don't talk about any of that. Oriental medicine. You don't talk about that. I said, what are you talking about? One of the greatest, one of the greatest things about it is they know about the liver heat. Some of the conventional medicine doesn't even know. They know about the liver heat. But there's more to know about the liver heat. So much more to know about the liver heat. And that's what we're doing right here. That's the whole point. So the hotter the liver gets, the cooler the gallbladder gets, the cooler the gallbladder gets, the stones form from the sludges, sludge and the Rubin put together, mixed in that cauldron. And that's how it goes. So we got time for weight. You know, it's the one thing I kept out so far. And listen, I, I, can't, I can't even cover an inkling of what's in liver rescue right here in this, in this show, in this webinar show. I can't. There's no way. You guys have to forgive me. Please forgive me. Seriously, I beg of you. There's just, you know, I, I want to, but I can't get it all in here. Um, so let's talk about weight a little bit. What's going on with weight gain? Um, weight gain is a compilation of a bunch of things. It's a it's a liver weakening, and it could be a liver weakening for so many reasons. And you know, one thing that happens with with alternative alternative medicine, like well, you can get the you can get the weight around the belly from from uh, cortisol. I mean, I mean, you can get the weight around the belly, bo- weight around the belly, sorry you guys, from your adrenals, from your adrenals. And so, you know, this is, that's that's one thing that's, you get that tire, that's what it is. I was looking for something, get the muffin top or the spare tire, right? You can get the spare tire from the whole thing with the adrenals. So, so you'll hear that in alternative medicine, like, yeah, well, you know what, cortisol levels are up, you know, this whole thing's going on. And you definitely, you definitely got something, you know, it's, it's stress, it's adrenals. That's one way you're gaining weight. Well, what happens is all that adrenaline saturates into the liver, but that part's not understood. Nobody knows about that. So that's one avenue that can, you know, could creep up a little bit of weight. Not for everyone because you need, it's more than that. That's not the answer. It's more than that. You know, it, so then you have the whole thing where you have a liver filled with a lot of toxins, heavy metals, toxic heavy metals, mercury, cadmium, lead, aluminum, copper, um, nickel. So you have all those different, you know, all these different metals. Barium. You got barium in there. You got all these different metals inside the liver. That's in there. And so then you got all the different poisons, toxins. You got pharmaceuticals from years past, all the way from birth. You know, all kinds of different pharmaceuticals get in into our system. Use your imagination. If you don't think you, can. if you never took a pill, just use your imagination for something else. Because there's definitely some kind of ph- pharmaceutical that happened in your in your life. There's no question um and so you know when you when you when you when you have all that inside the liver on top of it and you have all the other things we're exposed to that helps and then when you're eating the high fat diet that's another thing the liver just bogs down it breaks down it weakens it overworks and that's how we gain weight that's a huge part of how we gain weight liver toxicity because we can not only have fat that we're gaining we get the pre-fatty liver we get the pre-pre-pre-fatty liver then we get the fatty liver we get that going on and not only do we gain weight but we gain fluid retention because then we can have viruses inside our liver too the epstein-barr virus cytomegalovirus hhv sixes. we could have hhv all the way up to hhv16 undiscovered undiscovered 15 16 14 13 12 11 10 and they're all undiscovered varieties and groups I mean, we, we pretend we have it all down. Science and research doesn't even have the proper testing equipment yet, the proper testing technology for Epstein-Barr yet. That's still really weak. The industry is really, I'm serious. So then our livers are filled with all these different bugs, including strep, including some other bacteria too, to, you know, throw in a few other bacteria. So, you know, all of that... And then the, the liver gets sluggish, stagnant, pre-fatty, then fatty. And then, and then it's holding and storing fat cells. Lots of fat cells because it's trying to protect you because the liver wants to store as many fat cells as it possibly can to protect you. And when it does that, when it does that, it finally has a tipping point, And then we start building up... Um, fat cells throughout our body in different ways it can get it around our waist we can it can go all the way up to our chest it can get to our neck It get to our legs and everybody has a little different kind of thing going on because we're all different people and we all have different liver issues meaning different sets of liver toxicities different different stresses different things in our lives and everything else we all have that we all have that so we get in trouble and then the weight comes on And then our adrenals get worn down and beaten down a little bit more on top of it or we get more viral Then our thyroids get affected when the weight's really the whole viral thing to begin with inside the liver and all the toxicity inside the liver and the fatty livers and that's where where the weight's gaining anyway. So this is where our weight, weight comes in. What do you do to do the combat it? Number one, you got to lower the fats in the diet. You got to get your liver functioning better. You got to get the heavy metal detox smoothie in there. You got to get the celery juice in there. You got to you got to do these things, and it really helps. You got to get the fruit in there. The fruit helps to free up the liver. It helps to get rid of fats. Fruits push fats out of the liver. You want to talk about a way to get fat out of a liver? You're using fruit. Will do it. Fruits will get. You know, alternative medicine believes that fruit hurts your liver, that fruit sugar hurts your liver. That's unbelievable. Here's the problem. You can't fix the misinformation. You can only learn. You can only learn the right information. You can't stop somebody who's hung their hat for five years of their career on misinformation. You can't stop them. You know what that's like? It's like, here you are. You're completely wrong about something, 100%. But yet you're teaching it for five years, seven years, two years, one year, five minutes, 20 years. And you're teaching it wrong for all this time because you were misguided yourself, misguided yourself. So what happens is you're teaching that. You think the truth is going to set that that person who who's been teaching that or hanging their hat on there in their career whether they're a doctor whether whatever they are whether they're an expert you think the truth is going to fix that no way it's going to make them fight harder to try to disprove you and make them, make, make them fight harder to try to show you how sugar's bad for your liver and how fats are the way to go and the fat diets are the way to go and whatever, the keto diet and the fats and the sugar is so bad from your fruits and stay away from fruit and it'll feed all the wrong things. It'll make them fight higher. Ah, because they, you do think they want to throw away? I mean, their hat is hanging on something. You think they want to take their hat off of that and throw it away? And be like, whoa, I've been wrong. Here's the real discovery. No, and that's why you can't fix misinformation. But what you can do is you can get people out there, people out there, the right information that really just are looking for the right information. You can't fix those misinformation spe- experts. You can't fix them. They're not going to be fixed. They hung their legs like that's like doing something in your life, and then the whole time it was wrong. It's like doing say say you were in, say you were in some kind of research, and you were out in the and out in the Amazon doing some kind of research, and you just spent twenty five years studying some kind of frog, and you did, and, and you and you wrote papers on it, and you did lectures on it, and you were heralded as this frog expert. Turns out you're wrong the whole time about what this frog does. You think you think you're gonna just like chalk that up? man that up no way in hell no way in hell and that's what happens in alternative medicine that's the problem that's the problem and and so that's why you guys are fighting for the truth and that's why i did Live and rescue that's why you need to know the truth you guys need to know where it's at and you know what you can do you can actually turn people around and get them in the right direction so they heal and heal and heal and heal and and you could change the world that way but those you know but the but the dinosaur experts you know whether they're young or older they're just you know they'll just still be They'll be honking the wrong information, and I don't blame them one bit. You, you don't want to know you've been wrong about a frog for 25 years of research while you got bit by mosquitoes out in the Amazon and somebody funded you to do it. You don't want you don't, you to don't turn around and say you were completely wrong the whole time about what these frogs do. You just don't. I, I get that. I get that. But still, still. I love you guys. This has been a fun, <laughs> this has been a really fun one. Gallbladder weight. I know I didn't talk about weight that much. So here's how it goes. The, so the fat cells, they build up all throughout the body. That's how it works. Fluid retention, because if you're viral on top of it, you get all the Epstein-Barr fluid retention going on. So someone may be like 60% body fat building up, meaning they got 60% of their fat is fat, the fat cells, 40% is fluid retention. So it's really tricky. So it depends. Each person is different. A lot of people may not just have fat on them, but they have... They have, not just these fat cells, but they have also fluid retention that occurs all the time. It's not slow metabolism. It has nothing to do with slow metabolism. The whole metabolism thing, get the thyroid healing book and read the metabolism chapter so you know the great mistake of metabolism. What it is, it's a sluggish liver, not metabolism, sluggish liver. It's a liver that's gone really sluggish. That's why we gain weight. And it's gone sluggish because of Epstein-Barr sitting inside of it. It's gone sluggish because of all the poisons and toxins. And we gain that weight and we gain that weight. And just just so you know, just so you know, there's people that where the liver was pushed overboard, and they're gonna gain weight a year from now. Like nothing's gonna stop that. And they and this is a really important point. I need I need to tell you this point. This is critical. There's people that are gaining a little bit of weight, but they haven't like the liver hasn't been pushed overboard to the point of being catastrophically pushed over the board where where they're literally now gaining weight fast, that's going to happen like a year from then or something. So this could be, whether it's past, present, or future, that's not what counts. It could be now today. Someone could literally be on the edge where a year from now, they're going to be gaining all this weight because the liver's just about had it. And then they change their diet for some reason in the middle of it all. And they change their diet to what seems like a healthier diet. And then they start gaining weight in that year that year and they're like they think it's the diet a lot of times they were going to gain that weight anyway that's why a lot of people who didn't change your diet and they're all of a sudden gaining that weight to that degree heavy degree where it started gaining where it's pushed overboard they're gaining they go on a diet and then the weight gains you know stops and everything but if it was going to start it was going to start the liver has this way of if you're about to if the liver's been pushed overboard it's going to start gaining weight six months from now Four months from now, if it's if it was pushed overboard, it's going to start gaining that weight. And so you, can, you can't get thrown by that when you start eating healthy because eventually the weight will stop gaining and it'll start receding, receding as the liver gets cleansed and healed. Liver Rescue does that. It. It'll cleanse the liver. There's a cleanse in here to cleanse the liver so that weight can go back down for people who gained it way before they started eating healthy or gained it when they started eating healthy or so forth because the liver was pushed overboard. Then you can backtrack. You'll lose the weight. And you can get the weight off. It's incredible. Um, so so people that are worried about that weight gain, we can get the weight off. It's not a problem at all, no matter where they are and how they are. So that's just another point I wanted to make. I love you guys. It's been a great, great webinar, I got to say. I'm honored. It's incredible. <laughs> I stand behind you 100%. I'm with you 100%. I love you dearly, actually, and I'm blessed to know you, all of you and be in your lives and have you guys in my life, and just, I just can't thank you enough. I watch you on social media all the time. You guys are, you guys know that I'm on their social media all the time, medical medium, social media, and just know that I'm just, I'm just blown away at what you're doing every time, every time. I love you dearly. Take one day at a time, and uh, I just can't wait for you to have liver rescue in your hands. I can't wait. I can't wait bless you. God bless you. Take one day at a time and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.